You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. We're back at it. We didn't do it yesterday. Maybe could have. I don't know. But I didn't. So we didn't. Anyways, you know how it is. We uh, answer phone calls here and whatnot. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do. New callers go first, and we're going to start with uh, a new caller here. And um, everything's all jacked up here. New caller must be uh, from my old neck of the woods, because that's an area code that I haven't seen since I was a kid. But that was always what we had growing up, you know, with the, the phone on the wall. That was it. My old stomping grounds in Illinois. But uh, Timmy, what's going on, man? Hey, Pack Daddy, it's Timmy. <laughs> I have Nailed seen that. the movie Strange Brew. I remember watching nice. it in my UW Milwaukee dorm room on the like the um, college TV network. Uh-huh. Pretty funny. My favorite pie is French Silk. Never met Super one I didn't good. like. Yep. I remember being first invested in being a Packers fan in the uh, October second, ninety four. Match up with the Drew Bledsoe-led Patriots. It was a narrow 16-17 loss. I thought it was a playoff game when I was watching it, but looking back, no, it was just October. I also have a very vivid memory of the Magic Man beating the Bears 14-13 with the instant replay game when they snapped the ball on the 14, and he threw it out of the pocket to Sterling Sharp on the 15th. It was even better than being the Cowboys this year, watching it again. I really like appreciate your explanation of Aaron Rodgers' thought process of when he gets flustered. It's almost like he has like PTSD and brain damage, which is understandable because he's had a couple of concussions. He's had broken collarbones, knee problems, among other things. Like, it's like Occam's razor. Like, people have talked about so many things, but that's the most simple explanation. He's, like, he hosted Jeopardy, but when he he gets pressured, he can't figure out what to do. Right. And I'll be happy if they win the Super Bowl this year. Otherwise, I'm not going to care until he's gone, really. Have a good one. Well, I appreciate the call. That's a... 
a lot of different topics you touched on there. Strange Brew is a phenomenal movie. I haven't seen that in quite a while, but that is that's a good one. Sorry, coffee makes me yawn. That's that's the that's where I've gotten in my life. Coffee makes me tired. If that doesn't say you have a coffee problem. Yeah, I mean, obviously I have no idea what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, it it what do I know for sure? When pressure comes, he makes not good decisions, right? A very intelligent person starts to look like a not intelligent person. So I'm I'm completely speculating, but at the same time, it's there's literally no other explanation. His brain gets locked up when he gets under pressure, and that probably happens to most quarterbacks, but I just think for him in particular, he starts to panic. And again, with the change of offensive line and maybe not trusting the wide receivers as much, the fear level goes up higher, which makes things even harder. But yeah, I don't know. There are certain quarterbacks, again, Tom Brady and, and some others, that uh, they're just statues. And, you know, there, there are three defenders basically touching his jersey, and he'll just stand there and deliver the ball like nothing's going on. Rodgers has a lot of great qualities, but that uh, that's definitely not one of them. And as far as him leaving, I, I, I honestly am to the point I have no idea what I want anymore. There's just too many variables. I mean, if I told you for sure that the really the only issue with Aaron Rodgers is his thumb, would you still want him gone? I mean, he's going to be gone in a couple of years. Do you definitively want him out the door? If you knew that next year he could come back with a healthy thumb, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs in year two, maybe add another wide receiver or tight end, would you at that moment want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? And we got a new defensive coordinator. Would you want to get rid of him? Because it sure would suck if the defense got figured out and Watson became a freak and Dobbs became a freak and we added more weapons. But we have nobody at quarterback. Like we're playing love because that's all we got and he's not very good. Or we draft a guy and he's a rookie and he's kind of bad. And it's like, dude, sure wish Rodgers was here because this team is ready to win a Super Bowl more than it ever has been. It's just missing the main piece, Aaron Rodgers, who you traded away because you just figured he was done. I don't know the answer to the question about the, the thumb or anything else. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. Hey, this is Omar the Firefighter again. This hey. is the first time I've called the third time in a row. I mean, I'm probably never going to do this again. <laughs> but I'm only calling because I finished this to the episode, and you said what I said on the second call. So I was like, well, damn, they just think I, I just said that because you said that. That wasn't what I was thinking because <laughs> I always felt like that about the tight ends. But anyway, so now – I'm like, well, I got to talk about something else. So right. what I wanted to know is I'm me. I'm like a breakfast cook. Um, and since it's Thanksgiving, I wanted to two, know these two things. One, what's your favorite thing to eat for Thanksgiving or the favorite thing that you ate on Thanksgiving? And my second question is. So it's tough because it, certainly not my favorite food, but, but Thanksgiving and, and holidays are all about tradition, at least in my mind. So. Is turkey as good as steak? No. Do I want steak on Thanksgiving? No. I don't. If somebody's like, we're having steaks, you'd be like, uh, all right. Like, that's that's weird to me. So we had ham. Haven't really had anybody cook a turkey in kind of a long time. I think that's sad. But Thanksgiving to me is turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing. Not even a huge stuffing fan, but I want stuffing there. Should be cranberries on the table. I'm not going to eat them, but they should be there. And then get like an apple pie, a pumpkin pie, um, maybe a couple other trappings. I don't know what else you, you put with it. But that that's it. A plate of turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, and um, corn. Get some corn. Not a huge corn guy, but corn is fine, especially mixed in with the potatoes. 
that's it, man. For me, that's that's Thanksgiving. This year we had ham, mashed potatoes, and corn, which is fine. Ham's good. I just I never grew up eating ham as a kid. That was never like I know that's like a traditional holiday thing. The only ham I had was disgusting, like compressed garbage ham. It was never like the giant ham. So I always thought ham was disgusting. Like there's deli ham is fine, but then there's like the the ham steaks that we used to eat when I was a kid. I don't know if you ever had those, but it was just gelatinous, disgusting grossness. I hated it so much. So when I got older and I actually had like a, a spiral cut ham, like I was like, why is this so good? I thought ham was gross, but we had ham. It's fine. It's not my favorite thing. What we really had though was way too much dessert. For some reason, my wife wanted to bring four pies. There were 10 people there. She brought four pies by herself. There were already two pumpkin pies there when we got there. So we're up to six pies with 10 people. There was a giant chocolate cake, because that's what my uncle likes. So there was, every time we do stuff, they go get a chocolate cake for him. There was like a fruit thing, but it's like a fruit dessert. It's like fruit with like whipped cream and everything else. And there's like chocolate chunks and some other stuff in there. So that's basically a dessert. Uh, cookies. Like my wife brought those too, but my favorite thing that we that I ate was probably one of the uh, one of the apple pies that we brought. Got it from the grocery store. It's like a local thing. They bake them. You like bake them in a paper bag or something. I don't know. It's weird, but it was it was delicious. I'm trying to be a better cook. So what is something? And I don't eat pork. Okay. Uh, unless it's like on a bacon cheeseburger. Don't ask me. That's stupid. That's, but like that's the only time I really eat it. That's fine. It's on a bacon on cheeseburger. But anyway. Uh, what's uh, something that tastes delicious that everybody enjoys that's easy to cook, but that's not like a hot dog, like something that you actually have to cook, either on the grill, or stove, oven, but that's basically really simple, but like that's better than like spaghetti is my question. So, Well, I, in my opinion, burgers are the exact answer to your question. I don't know how much you like burgers, um, and it also depends how you like them done. Um, but I, I think one of the, the best investments you can get is one of these. Um, it, it doesn't have to be, but I have a thermopen, which is an amazing tool to have. You can get any kind of internal thermometer or whatever. But um, yeah, burgers on the grill are delicious. And I just cook them to medium and you slap some cheese on it and it's the best thing in the world. But I even made it on the stovetop, which I hate doing. But I was lazy and it was winter, I think, one time. And I was like, whatever, dude, I'm just going to, I got this meat. I got to cook it up. I got to do something. I'll make some burgers. And I always, it's hard to gauge the internal temperature and get it right. And I was like, well, I got the thermometer. Should be all right. And I also have one of these, uh, one of those laser thermometer things. So I just tried to make sure the temperature wasn't too high. But yeah, you pull them off there right when it reaches a, a, a nice medium, one, one, 140, 145. But if you smoke them. And I and understand, I smoke burgers, which apparently is like a weird thing. I maybe have mentioned this before, but rather than just throwing them directly on really high heat, put all your charcoal to one side, put the burgers on the other side, just let them sit there and smoke. And then at the end, you can kind of sear them off or whatever and throw some cheese on them. But yeah, bur- I don't know if you're talking about for Thanksgiving or what, but yeah, that that would be something to, to do because burgers are amazing. And you can uh, put some pork on them. There you go. I know I, I I got I feel like I got a lot of the simple stuff out the way, but give me like two or three things that's easy to cook that tastes delicious, and uh, you're probably gonna say tacos. I got that too, so don't say tacos. <laughs> okay. But something you know, two or three things that are like very easy to cook 
and that, you know, would taste delicious and feed, you know, the family. Or You know what else is actually surprisingly, like, it's time-consuming. It's going to take a lot of time, and it's going to take a lot of ingredients and everything, but it's not hard, is soup. Um, look up a recipe for Zupa Toscana. Dude, life-changing. If you don't want to do that, chicken noodle is, is just as good. It's not hard. It just it just takes time, chopping up vegetables and everything. And chicken soup is actually a lot easier, obviously, because it's just the, the stock and the... Uh, I mean, you can make it complicated. I saw a recipe where they're like, you make like this herb bundle you boil it off or whatever. I don't know, but soup, soup is solid. Um, you could also maybe try chili. I've never done that, so I don't know. But if you wanted to kind of step up your soup game, go into chili, especially because it's getting to be that time of year. It's less of a uh, tacos, burgers, brats time of year and more of a soup time of year. I'm telling you, man. And you make a ton. That's the thing. You, you cook it in this giant pot and then you got soup for a week. It just tastes better when it's homemade, too. I mean, not not just because it's homemade, but you made it. First time I made chicken soup, it sucked because I followed the instructions as they said to do it, and I shouldn't have. I should have just used my head and said, wait until the vegetables are actually soft, so the vegetables were a little bit uh, hard, which sucked. But even then, it was still good. But yeah, chicken noodle is, is uh, solid. Otherwise, look up Zupa Toscana. They have it at uh, Olive Garden if you've never had it. I don't really, as you know, like vegetables, there is kale in it. It doesn't bother me at all. If, if you're not weird like me, then it shouldn't bother you either way. But yeah, man, it's, uh, I got to make some Zupa Toscana. It's really good. It's just sausage and uh, potatoes with uh, kale in it, which tastes like nothing. It's just extra texture filler. Yeah, people over there look at you like, this is what the hell you made? <laughs> Type of stuff like this. Like, appreciate the uh, advice. And again, love the podcast. Love the fans, even... Uh, Tom, the very beginning time used to get on my nerves, but I like Tom, Tom, and so I just want to make sure you know, Tom, I got love for you, man, um, you know, and I'm sorry that, you know, you kind of, you know, you lost a lot of your, um, rainbow glow from the Packers showed you who they really were, like Denny Green, they are who we thought they were, we all knew what the Packers were, and I'm one sad Note, I'm mad that I didn't gamble against the Packers because I knew we weren't that good. And Vegas kept falling in love with Rodgers, and I could have made so much daggone money betting against them. It's like, it just, it feels bad. It's like, I mean, I feel bad when I bet against them on fantasy. So I didn't want to use my money and bet against them, but just knowing that I could have made so much damn money is just ridiculous. But anyway, go back, go. Love all y'all guys. Bye. So a couple things. First of all, getting back to the soup real quick. The other cool thing about it, nobody ever makes soup. Nobody does it. So if you have guests over, obviously you're going to have to make something else too. Oh, I got a second. Oh, I got so many ideas. If you got people over, you make something, whatever. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, But you got some homemade soup, Zupa Toscana soup. Like, oh yeah, we got some. People are going to be like, this guy is like a gourmet chef. Just because nobody makes soup. Nobody even thinks to make soup. That I'm aware of, I don't know. I never considered it until I made it. And I was like, dude, I can make soup. Um, the other thing is, soup is just like food and water. Which doesn't sound appealing, but it's like, you can do whatever you want. Once you learn, like, conceptually what soup is, it's like, this is it. I can make whatever I want. I can put whatever kind of whatever in whatever and just make whatever. Does that make sense to, to everybody? By the way, the screaming in the background is, uh, just just don't worry about it. It's just, uh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. 
Hey, Pack Daddy. It's Nate again. Uh, wanted to call because I like packing that after dark, and I don't like when there aren't enough calls to get through. So might just be nothing but me and, like, Tom Austin and the uh, usual suspects. But um, I don't really have anything uh, at the moment. Kind of already <laughs> said everything. So okay. how are you doing? How are you doing, man? Um, how's the family? How's the pack mommy and the and the pack children doing pack the pack family you got plans for thanksgiving i don't i don't know you grilling out just uh just shoot the breeze man uh just want to hear the episode tonight go pack go well they're screaming uh thanksgiving has ended um chairs are scratching across the kitchen floor which, which you can probably hear um thanksgiving was great Good time, good food. I decided today I was going to let myself kind of go crazy, and then I realized there's really not that much to go crazy with. It was very little ham, bunch of mashed potatoes, so I had a mashed potato breakfast, and then I had some pie and coffee, and um, that's about it. I'm 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 ready to be okay with being done with Thanksgiving food. I guess if we had a bunch of like turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and like rolls and stuff, dude, I'd be smashing them. I'd be making like turkey sandwiches, turkey and, and mashed potato sandwiches, dumping them in gravy. Like, I'd be going crazy. But it's like there's a little bit of ham and some corn, or you can eat your 17th slice of pie. It's like, I think I'm I'm pied out, man. I'm, as much as we talked about pie, I have had a lot of pie, and I don't need more pie. So, but no, things are good, man. Appreciate the call. Brian, it's Jimmy. What's going on? Uh, hey, I know that your line's kind of drying up a little bit right now as everybody, like, uh, probably emotionally wrung out for the last two weeks. It's like, whatever, dude. I put yeah. my last bit of hope into this season. and that's- Well, and I think people are kind of getting to the point where I'm getting to. You know, people call in, they talk about Rodgers, and I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to – I've said the same thing so many times. You kind of just get to the point where it's like – I. I don't want to just say the same things over and over again, but I'm kind of to the point where there's nothing else to say. And I feel like that's maybe where people are getting to. Plus, it's a long week. Um, so there's there's that, I guess. I don't know. That's what I got. Um, and now we're all just kind of taking this little bit of hiatus, holidays and whatnot. That's but um, I wanted to give you a call to let you know um, still out there, still listening, still loving it. I like having your voice in my ear every day. Hope that doesn't make you uncomfortable. It does a little bit. Um, I do like that. And um, <laughs> and I uh, personally have hope because why not? What's the point? If you don't have hope, what's the point? Um, I got some hope that they're going to win. They're going to beat Philly because, you know, I got um, uh, reason number one, uh, any given Sunday. Can't argue with that rock solid logic. Yep. Uh, reason number two. Uh, as as you noted, uh, there's some parallels here with previous seasons and whatnot, and Philly being our turnaround game. Uh, they're black uniforms. Uh, we always play well against their black uniforms. So there's huh. all kinds of reasons to, uh, you know, go into Sunday night after a long holiday weekend and just see what happens. Uh, and, uh, oh, lastly, um, I wanted you to know that uh, before the last game, so after the Dallas game before Tennessee, uh, I went out and bought tickets for my son for his 18th birthday for he and I to go see, uh, the final game of the season against the Lions. And, uh, uh, they were cheap. 
which was a benefit. I go. figured I'd get them then, then just in case we beat Tennessee and went on a run, they'd probably get pretty pricey. Yep. So uh, maybe I will end up having fool's gold there. But uh, either way, uh, it'll be a great experience. And even if the game is meaningless to the season, it'll be meaningful to me and my son uh, for his first ever Packer game, which will be a nice uh, parallel to my first ever Packer game, that fateful Lions uh, playoff game in 94. We nice. helped Barry Sanders negative one yard. I know I already told you that story, yep. but uh, yeah, it's a good one. So um, anyway, go pack, go, go Ryan, go, keep it, <laughs> keep it rolling. We're out here, we're having fun. Bye bye. We're rolling, man. Yeah, I hope you guys have fun. That sounds like it'll be a good time. Um, you're gonna have to do what we're all gonna have to figure out how to do, which is just enjoy football for the sake of it being football. You know, get some good food, get your family around you, have some football parties, and uh, just hope for lots of Christian Watson touchdowns. That's about it. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Hey. Working uh, night shift at the Sheriff's Department. Nice. Trying to keep everybody safe uh, heading into the holidays so Appreciate everybody that. be responsible. Thank you for your service. Don't uh, hit the punch too hard. Anyways, uh, I had this uh, theory of why they brought in Geronimo right before Thanksgiving. All right. Um, I think Aaron wanted the Native American at the, his Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner tomorrow. So Wait, what's that? He's not Native American? Oh, no. Oh. Well, just throw some black pigtails on him, and that, that'll do. And give him a feather oh, vest. No. Anyways, oh, no. uh, wishing everybody happy Thanksgiving for tomorrow. Uh, hope everybody's families get along, and uh, we enjoy each other and, and share what we're thankful for. Uh, I'm going to share what I'm thankful for. Thankful for uh, my family, this country. Packernet Podcast, Ryan and all the, the hosts. I hope you guys all uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, all the listeners out there too. Have a good one. I appreciate it, I'll, even though you just got us uh, officially banned from podcasting forever, but I do appreciate that. Uh, very nice sentiment. But it's been a good run. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid that due to circumstances beyond our control, tonight's performance has been canceled hey ryan it's peter thomas hey peter first of all just wanted to say happy thanksgiving to you and your family thanks and to all the fans listening i uh hope you can all find things to be grateful for in regards to the packers perhaps they needed geronimo allison to see what he's like because they have absolutely no slot depth after getting rid of Amari Rogers. So they needed to bring in somebody who could learn the system quickly or maybe have some sort of rapport with Rogers and try him out, work him out, and see if by any chance he could play a backup slot position. Those are my thoughts. Let me know yours. Hope your Thanksgiving was good, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is some kind of a reason to it that makes sense other than he's just... Rogers' buddy or, or former player or whatever, but I also think there's a better than 50% chance that if he had never played with Rodgers, he probably wouldn't be in Green Bay. I could be wrong. I mean, we bring in so many guys, once in a while it's going to be a former Packer, you know, as in formerly prior to uh, Gutekunst being here or, or, or while he's been here, I don't know. But, you know, you're bound to find somebody that's familiar once in a while so i don't know i'm mostly joking around but uh maybe 
Anyways, it's a little early, but we're getting dangerously close to halfway through the calls. So we should probably take a break here. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. Would love it if you would consider supporting uh, the mission over there. You can check them out at FertileGroundRanch.org. Please do not forget, we are going to be giving away a signed Paul Horning jersey. $5.00. Donation is going to give you one entry, and there are unlimited entries. So 50 bucks is 10 entries into the Paul Horning signed jersey giveaway. So check them out, FertileGroundRanch.org, and please consider helping out any way you can. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey Ryan, this is Daniel from Milwaukee. Hey. Um, I just had to call in because um I seen a post um on Facebook uh <laughs> about Justin Fields. It, it was saying that uh he has like more rushing touchdowns um than Christian McCaffrey, more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook, um, as many passing touchdowns as Tom Brady and a higher pass. Pass rating and Dak Prescott, as if that's you know some type of achievement. I don't know. I just find it funny because like Tom's watch. Well, McCaffrey. I don't know what the Panthers were doing with him earlier this year, but he's obviously not working to um, the uh, the Forty Nine er offense that much. I mean, I don't know. It's just hilarious that they have to come up with these 
bizarre post to right. make him seem as if he's this great dual threat, you know, monster that's going to just tear up the league. So, you know, I just wanted to let you know that. All right, Ryan. Bye-bye. This is, and I've said this many times before, if you have to twist things to make it look like something it isn't, then you, you're, you're lying and you know that it isn't that good. This is a very obvious, like, statistical parlor trick. You're taking big names of washed players. McCaffrey, not necessarily washed. I don't know. What was the thing? Uh, more rushing touchdowns than McCaffrey? I mean, his rushing stats might be pretty legit, but you're just trying to... Here, let me see if I can figure out how to do this. I, I, in fact, I can't. I, off the top of my head, Christian Watson has more receiving touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. I, you know what? I'm gonna let's let's do this. Let's have some fun. Tempted to post it on Twitter just as kind of like a joke or social experiment to watch people's heads explode about how much better Christian Watson is than everybody. Um, but I know that won't end well. So I could say he has more. Let's just go down. Let's just go all the way down the line. Uh, more receptions than Julio Jones. He has more receiving yards than Jarvis Landry and more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson. Now, why is that stupid? Because it doesn't mean anything if you don't know where everybody's at. Only one of his statistics is actually any bit uh, impressive, and that's his touchdowns. It's not that he ranks super high in any one category, in those other two categories. It's just that he's higher than two guys with really big names. So it's, it's silliness. And so, for example, and again, his rushing statistics are legit, but they said he has more rushing touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey. Why would they pick McCaffrey? Is it because he's the number one running back in football? No. He ranks, he has four, the guy has four touchdowns. Four. Jamal Williams is number one with 13. Nick Chubb, 11. Derrick Henry, 10. He ranks, uh, Christian McCaffrey is tied for 14th. They picked Christian McCaffrey because he's the biggest name. So I'm guessing he has five, right? I don't know, but all, again, all they had to do was find rushing touchdowns, find the biggest name under his amount of touchdowns to try to make it seem impressive. McCaffrey has four rushing touchdowns, so it doesn't mean anything. More rushing yards than Dalvin Cook is not necessarily true. However, doesn't matter because Justin Fields is still sixth in rushing yards right now. He's uh, eight yards less than Dalvin Cook. But he does have more than Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Jamal Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, blah, blah, blah. He has a lot of yards, no question about it. As many passing touchdowns as Tom Brady. And yes, he does, he does actually have a lot of pass. At least last time I checked, he had a lot of passing touchdowns. Although he's clearly dropped off. He ranks 15th. It might be an old post because Tom Brady is actually less than. Unless you said more than Tom Brady. But yeah, Ju- Justin Fields is 15th in touchdowns. He has 13 passing touchdowns. whoop freaking do But again, it sounds like, oh, dude, that's crazy. It's not crazy because Tom Brady sucks this year. So again, the rushing yard, same with Christian, McCaff- uh, Christian Watson. One of the stats was actually impressive, the amount of touchdowns, especially when you look at the limited amount of time. Same with Justin Fields. The rushing yards, that's impressive. Rushing touchdowns, not really. Passing touchdowns, that's a joke. So the person that made that post knew that he was full of crap. But it's just, it's dumb that people do that. I don't know why people, oh, I, I guess I do know why people do that. Because it pumps up the guy that you like, and it gets you a bunch of, I don't know, tweets, likes, follows, whatever. Hello, Pack Daddy. Hey. I'm calling back again, because, again, I want, uh, I'm hoping for an episode tonight of Back okay. Night After Dark. 
But I actually had a thought this time. Thank you. Uh, I see a lot of trade rumors going around for Rodgers. Um, a little early for trade rumors, but the one that I'm seeing actually does make a lot of sense, so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's Rodgers to the Seahawks. Okay. Now, they have the picks. They have a pretty solid team, and I know everybody's like, oh, Geno Smith. Let's be real. Geno is not, like, top-tier talent. But if you give Rodgers to Seattle, who has picks to give us for him without really ruining their rebuild, um, they've already got a solid team, and I think that they would do something like that. So I wouldn't be shocked if I see Rodgers go to Seattle. Um, This is, of course, assuming he's not retiring, but – just want to get your thoughts. Uh, do you think that's a good, good thing if we can get like a first and a second for him, or e- even just a first? Because I know he he comes with uh, baggage. Let's uh, put it that way. Go Paco. Well, they have, as you said, they have a bunch of picks. They have two firsts and two seconds. Um, if they're offering the number five overall pick, which they currently have via Denver, um, that's certainly enticing. If we're talking number twenty-one, that's you know we get that every year, and it usually doesn't mean anything. Um, so I guess it would depend on that. As far as Gino, I tend to agree. Um, he's got four games where he just played out of his mind. Everything else looks like normal, regular old Gino. So uh, just going through his grades just for fun, 84, 58, 69, 92, 91, 60, 59, 91, 65, 65. So there's like four games, 92, 91, 91, 84, and then it drops to sub-70. <laughs> So, I don't know. Gino's uh, hitting his stride. There's, I don't know if it's just the perfect system or what, but very far from consistent, which is not what you need if you're looking to be a Super Bowl contender. So I get what you're saying there. Um, again, it's just just kind of for fun, and we would have to come to the conclusion that the Packers decide that they really don't want to continue and, and Rodgers doesn't want to, uh, you know, uh give up his career or possibly the Packers want to continue with Rodgers, but Rodgers like, no, you guys suck. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that would all pan out, but I I do wonder how much he would want to go to Seattle. I mean, he'd be on the West coast, which I'm sure he would appreciate. Um, be pretty close to California. Um, although maybe he doesn't, isn't, isn't he, was that Tennessee thing? I don't even remember. Was that true or false? He's building a house in Tennessee. Maybe he wants to stay kind of in the region by region, I mean not opposite side of the country. You know, close to the horse races and the golfing and the and the bucks who he is part owner of. And I don't know. I I, I my concern would be, and it's so weird because Seattle's actually winning football games. But my concern, honestly, is that they're just not a very good football team. But I don't know. I I, I have no idea, man. I I can't keep all this stuff straight. Everything is so stupid. The Packers should be good with Aaron Rodgers, and they're not. Seattle should be garbage. I, I guess in this weird world where the Packers have a terrible team. And Seattle is somehow a playoff contender. Um, yeah, I guess maybe that could possibly be a thing. I have no idea. So I just Googled French silk pie. Mm-hmm. And cause I don't know what French silk. I don't know nothing about French. I know French fries and French toast. That's about it. And that looks kind of amazing. So, Bro. Bro. yeah, I'm going to add that to the list of pies I want to devour someday. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that that was a thing people didn't know, but yeah, French silk, bro, get you some French, just get, um, make sure you got like a pot of coffee with you. Cause it's rich, unless you can just slam down a bunch of rich stuff, but 
Imagine like a snack cake richness or like a donut richness and just crank it up to 11. It's rich, all right? Um, it does have the, the cream on top, which is great. Kind of calms it down a tad. But uh, yeah, just, just get you a uh, get you a pot of coffee ready to go. Hey, brother. Talk about last uh, game. I think uh, just because you buy a 12-pack doesn't mean you have to drink the whole 12-pack. Well. And that doesn't mean I need to call you 12 times. But uh, <laughs> just think about this week and what's going on um, for our playoff picture. Uh, don't the other teams that are basically in the playoff wildcard hunt against us have the um, tiebreakers against us? Well, Washington beat us. Lions. Pretty much um, everybody, yeah. Just kind of seems like everybody we're in the hunt with to compete to get that wild card spot has the tiebreaker with us. So, like, we would seriously have to win out because the yeah. records are going to be, hopefully, if we win this weekend, the same. Although the Lions just lost. But kind of seems like it's even a harder road than just winning out and getting a 10 7. Uh, we still need a lot of help which hopefully happens. I'd love to see it. So um, have a good one. Bye. Yeah, so right now uh, of the NFC 4-7 and seven teams, the Detroit Lions are ahead of us because they beat us head-to-head. We are ahead of Arizona and New Orleans. Um, I've got the explanation written out here. Uh, Arizona drops out of the tiebreak with Green Bay, New Orleans on conference record of 3-6 and six versus 3-4. and four. Green Bay wins the tiebreaker over New Orleans on the strength of victory, 22-21, versus 17-24. So if you don't understand that, that's fine. Doesn't matter. All that matters is right now we are uh, ahead of Arizona and New Orleans. Uh, but you're right. If it comes down to catching some of these teams like Washington, we don't just need to catch them. We need to get ahead of them. And um, one of the only things that could work for you is if Washington ends up winning the division. But the division is pretty stacked with Philly and Dallas, so that's not going to happen. So Washington would be that third team, and we would need to get ahead of them, and that's not going to be easy to do because they're already two games ahead of us, and, and like you said, we're behind them in that as well. Um, same goes for the the Giants, but yeah, I mean, it, no matter what, it's going to be a long road. And fortunately, a lot of the teams we lost to, like the Jets and the Titans, are AFC teams, so that doesn't really factor in for us or at all. But yes, losing to these teams has definitely hurt our chances, uh, especially Washington is probably the big one. What's up, Brian? This is Blake's dad. Hey. Um, I'm away to the tree stand. I just was listening to Thanksgiving pod about McDonald's. Sorry if it's a little loud. I'm on the freeway. Um, good. I just had to blow your mind real quick. Next time you go there, you should order a McChicken with cheese. Right. Honestly, the greatest thing in the world I got. Try that <laughs> next time. McChicken with cheese. Yeah, I um I just need to go to McDonald's. I don't know. I I like McDonald's. I talk about it being good and I never ever go there. Although I do go there more than just about any. I just I don't really go get fast food at all. I just miss it. I just miss it, you know. Nugs and fries, McChicken with cheese. It does sound good, I'm not going to lie. The problem is I can't go to McDonald's and not get what I want to get, so it would have to be nuggets, fries, and then just a McChicken with cheese. Is that too much food? Yes, but you're not understanding me. I'm not going to just go there and get a McChicken with cheese and not get my nuggets. Well, couldn't you just get 10 instead of 20? Let me shut up and get out of my life, all right? I don't need you telling me what to do. 20 nugs, large fry, McChicken with cheese. I don't need your judgments. Hey, Ryan. Day after Thanksgiving, it's Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, watched all three games yesterday. Uh, ate a lot of pecan pie. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope everybody else had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did not have pecan pie. Uh, like I said, last year somebody made it or brought it or something. It's the first time I ever had it. Might never see it again. I don't know. Um, watching the games, a couple of players got highlighted to me a little bit. But I did have on my uh, this last season draft board for the Packers to pick that I was like, oh, man, just thinking about what they could have done on this team this year. And that was uh, the linebacker that plays for Detroit, Rodriguez. And I was kind of curious what his, uh, what his PFS score has been this year. Uh, Rodriguez for Detroit. So Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez is a sixth-round pick out of Oklahoma State. He currently has a 63.6 overall grade. He definitely was shining against Buffalo. He got a 90.5 overall grade. However, prior to that, 34, 51, 42, 58, 57. Uh, he started the season pretty solid. He had an 83 against Seattle, then a 35 against Minnesota, 74, and then 73 prior to that. But it's been a rough stretch between weeks 5 and 11. Um, it's a lot of flashiness, though. You don't usually just see like a bunch of random 80s and 90s mixed in. But but there you go. He's got uh, four pressures on 39 attempts. He has a sack. He's got a handful of tackles, 42 and whatnot, 110.6 passer rating when targeted. He gave up a touchdown, no picks, two pass breakups. So that's that's the thing with that. Brian, and then the other one, I know he hasn't really made a big impact, but he's looking like he's going to be good for Dallas, and that is uh, Jake Ferguson, tight end that was from Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those guys that I thought, man, it's like I hope he would be there maybe in the fourth round for us to pick up, but it didn't happen. He had a tremendous catch and hurdle over a player uh, yesterday that was just like, whoa, like Kelsey-esque. So. Yeah, almost identical. He had a 94.1 grade against the Giants. Prior to that, 59-67, 59-40. Another big game against Philly. I guess it's against divisional opponents. Uh, 85.3. And then 56, 59, 57, 47, 51. Honestly, overall, he just isn't playing very much, at least especially not as a receiver. He has 14 receptions for 140 yards and two touchdowns on the season so far. Um, he does have a 74.6 receiving grade, again, largely because of his 94 and 91, and then just not playing very much. Um, blocking, out of curiosity, 58 run blocking grade, 65 pass blocking grade, clearly a better pass blocker. Um, just based on consistency, he's been pretty solid, uh, but not asked to do it very often. He's mostly a run blocker and again, not doing super great with that, but, um, very similar, just very flashy, you know, one good game here and there, but that's about it so far. Still young, obviously. But, uh, hoping everybody is well today and, uh, not spending too much money, but, uh, I was going to answer a question that you addressed the Packernet that I listened to, uh, this morning. Statistically, the most dangerous day or night uh, regarding uh, DUIs and stuff is uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, that is when we do the most safety checks on the road and uh, checking people's sobriety. Uh, the second most dangerous day, generally, uh, it, it tends to be kind of a toss-up between St. Patty's weekend and uh, Halloween, actually. Um, and then Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of falls in after that. So uh, just be safe out there, people. Be responsible. 
uh, think about others for yourself. And uh, have a good one, Ryan. Appreciate that. Thank you, Garrett. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. That's going to do it for PacNet After Dark today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.